0: we're back. Not just two in the same day, two in the matter of a span of 60 minutes, if you will. Right when we wrapped our other podcast for the day, Parrish and I saw the news about Will Wade, as we'll get into on this episode. Not good news for Will Wade. It's time for an emergency
1: podcast.
0: Somebody hit those sirens. <laughs>
1: It's Scary Parrish. It's Wednesday, August 26, 2020. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting and leaky black mat in Orlando is here with me and yes this is the second podcast we've recorded today and the reason we're here again is because our pal Mark Schleybaugh ESPN has obtained documents that show that the NCAA is alleging that LSU coach Will Wade has offered impermissible benefits to at least 11 potential recruits or others around them so it's not just one strong-ass offer allegedly the NCAA says Will Wade has been making lots Of strong ass offers. The allegations were included, according to ESPN, in the NCAA enforcement staff's request that its infractions case involving LSU's program be adjudicated through the independent accountability resolution process, which of course was created to handle complex cases. So, Norlander, you've read the story. Is this the beginning of the end? For Will Wade at LSU.
0: I think we, we passed the beginning of the end. I don't even know how long ago. This is
1: the middle of the end, maybe.
0: Yeah, encroaching upon that. Look at us, by the way. Look at us. Who thought, thought we'd be here just back-to-back podcasts on the same day in the middle of August in the longest offseason ever for college basketball? Um, all right, this is significant news because of the number. Uh, we had not to this point. Uh, there had just never been this many alleged you know, (laughs) rule-breaking offers made on behalf of Will Wade to so many prospects and potential prospects. I'll cut myself off right there and just throw it back to you quick because I did see you made a point on Twitter that I had not seen anyone else make, and I think it's accurate. Inform the listenership of why we think we're here right now.
1: So the best tool that the NCAA has when it is investigating a program is to... For for doing what it has been alleged Will Wade was doing is to try to find prospects, identify prospects that were recruited by LSU, offered by LSU, but then for one reason or another decided to go somewhere other than LSU. Because And just to back up a little bit, it was, I believe, in March 2019 when it was first reported that the FBI had caught will Wade on a wiretap discussing with christian dawkins a possible deal for javante smart where he infamously said um i made a strong-ass offer or something along those lines um, we have subsequently heard the audio in the hbo documentary that focused on christian dawkins and so will was uh, suspended um But then ultimately reinstated, he denied all allegations. Now, he never provided a a reasonable explanation for what he was talking about on that wiretap other than cheating. Um, And uh, the reason is because there is no reasonable explanation. Like, there's no way to understand how college basketball works, listen to Will Wade say what he said, and not conclude that he was discussing – a plan to cheat to get a elite-level prospect. So that's how all of this got started. Will denied everything. The NCAA, my understanding is, went and talked to Javante Smart because he was the focus of this. Javante Smart uh, denied everything. The people around Javante Smart either did not talk or also denied everything. And if you don't have proof, uh, that sort of, you know, it ends right there. And so Javante Smart has continued to play at LSU and Will Wade has continued to coach. What the NCAA has done in the past, and it appears has done here, is say, okay, Javante Smart's got a reason to lie if he is lying. He's trying to protect his coach and continue to play at LSU. But if we can find other prospects that were seriously pursued by LSU who are at other schools, they don't have a reason to cover for Will Wade or LSU anymore. And so what they do, in theory, and what I would bet everything I own that they did here, is they go find prospects that, We're targeted by LSU. And they go to them and they set it up this way. They say, listen, we are here to talk to you about LSU. We are not here to talk to you about your current school, whatever school it might be. We won't even ask you any questions about your current school. We don't care why you're here. We want to know strictly about LSU's recruitment of you. So here's the deal. We're going to ask you some questions and we want you to be honest with us. And no matter what the truth is, You're fine. We're not going to rule you ineligible. You're going to continue to be able to play at this school like you plan to play. But if we catch you in a lie, it's over for you. You will be ruled permanently ineligible. Do you understand? Yes. Okay, let's talk. When did LSU first contact you? Did Will Wade ever offer you anything? Did Will Wade ever offer anybody around you anything? And they'll talk to these people's parents, AAU coaches, high school coaches, everybody. And it's almost like, granting somebody immunity in a federal case for their uh, cooperation and truth. And you do that enough, you're going to get somebody who says, well, I'm not going to lie to these people to cover for Will Wade at at the risk of maybe losing my college career. So yeah, Will Wade offered me A, B, and C. This is more or less what the NCAA did with Aaron Kraft when he was at Ohio State. They went to Aaron Kraft and Aaron Kraft's father, John Kraft, and they said, more or less, we don't care about anything to do with Ohio State. If Ohio State gave you four cars to come to Ohio State, we're not here for that. We want to know what happened on this weekend at Tennessee. Tell us the truth, and you're cool. Lie to us, and you're done. So Aaron Kraft tells the truth, and that was the end of Bruce Pearl and his staff at Tennessee. And again, that is what appears happened here because that is the only way – to get a list of uh, at least 11 potential recruits who were allegedly offered impermissible benefits by LSU's head coach.
0: Right, and to this point, Will Wade has been uncooperative as possible at the advisement of his lawyers, and that's why we're... Were where we are at here. I'll note LSU has not yet received a notice of allegations yet, and that is according to the Advocate, which has also reported uh, a lot of important details about all of this. I'll read a direct graph here from a story that the Advocate ran uh, late Tuesday night. It said the enforcement, the NCAA's enforcement staff urged for the referral to the IARP because it first issued a Notice of Inquiry to LSU on September eleventh, two 2018, and it wasn't until January 31, 2020, quote, 13 months after the information was initially requested, end quote, a letter writes in italics that Wade's complete cell phone image records, which totaled nearly 60,000, were submitted to the enforcement staff. Basically, uh, you, you know, I don't want to make too much light of this, but Will Wade has gone. George Costanza, they can't fire me if I don't show up to the office. Like He has flustered and frustrated John Duncan and the enforcement staff at the NCAA so much to the point where it's been a total mess getting everything that the enforcement staff needs from Will Wade, his lawyers, LSU can't even cooperate with its own coach to work in coordination with the enforcement staff. I don't know if this is a precedent-setting uh, set of circumstances in terms of what Wade has not done. And he is doing all of this at the advisement of his counsel. And they are taking a complete renegade approach that obviously is going to end in Will Wade's termination from LSU. That This is not going to be avoidable. You and I both know that for years now, coaches off of the record have just... Asked how in the world is Will Wade even still employed? I'm sure Will Wade is, uh, or I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if Will Wade was going out of his skin a little bit today when you've got a report surfacing from ESPN about him offering as many, at least 11 players, uh, benefits, cash payments, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to come play for him. And he's just not going to talk. I mean, his lawyers aren't going to let him talk. This is going to continue to sit here. We don't have a timeline on when any sort of NOA is going to be sent or something that would be uh, equivalent to that from the IARP standpoint. Because as I understand this now, and this is important to understand going forward, the NCAA is so fed up with Will Wade that it's it's going to the IARP and saying, we don't even have everything here that we would have in a normal investigation. We are shipping this to you. And now the IARP, which is comprised of People not officially connected with the NCAA will have to decide if it's going to take the case. It is a complex case unit by its definition and under what timeline it would then begin to adjudicate that and if it would issue some sort of type of NOA or if we're just going to have something from the NCAA. So we're still GP, We're still even waiting on all of that to begin with here. I don't know if this is going to wind up with a situation where LSU gets rid of Wade before we even have a start of a season, whenever that can start, or if he's going to continue to kind of do this during what is going to be the winter of his career at LSU. But it it has been... I mean, it's been something, man. Will Wade has been going double barrel for a long time and just holding on to this, made uh, concessions within his contract about how much LSU has to pay him, under what conditions he can be fired. He doesn't even need a level one v- violation levied against him. If 11, if the NCAA levels a level two one successfully against him, he's gone. And obviously, we're going to be looking at level one. So keep all of that in mind as uh, this particular part of this obviously got accelerated because of the uh, documents obtained by ESPN and also a records request uh, on behalf of the advocate that was fulfilled through LSU. Uh, It's certainly been a mess there as of late, and this is the latest in what has been a sporadic update across the board we had talked about Kansas and NC State and other schools as well. This is just the next step in uh, in one of many cases there. just The LSU one is different altogether because he didn't have a assistant who was arrested or charged. This was more about stuff that was caught on wiretap with Dawkins. And the wobbly ground that Wade and his attorneys still think they can stand on. It's worked to this point, but uh, I, I do think time is running out. I just... Uh, perish. I mean, there's no... I don't want to say there's no way. I mean, it would be the all. I mean, Willway got out of this and still had his job a year, two years, three years from now at LSU. I mean, it would be an all timer. But you, you agree with me? I mean, there's, there's. I don't see a way that happens.
1: I'm, I'm not going to put it at. Uh, there's a zero percent chance, but because there's always a chance. You know, LSU has stood by him to date, but. I, I, there's not a good chance that he survives this. I mean, what are you going to do? Ultimately say that 11 different prospects at least are lying about you and what you did and, and the people around them? Like, it's just, it's a lot to overcome. Like, when when 50 people accuse R. Kelly of, of rape, you just assume that, like, okay, they're not all lying. And uh, th- this is obviously... I'm not comparing NCAA violations to rape. This is a much less serious deal that only matters in the world of the stupid world of college athletics. But still, like it is, it, the rules are pretty clear. You can't do what it, it appears, or at least it's been alleged that Will Wade has been doing. And when this many people, different people, are saying you did it, then it, it, but plus you're on a wiretap talking about doing it. Like I just yeah. don't know how you overcome it. And I remember you and I on this podcast. Back in March 2019, when we're talking about this, which was like 16 months ago now. And you said 16 years? 16 months? It feels like 16 years. It feels like 16 lives. But, um, it, you know, Will Will's game plan seemed pretty obvious at that point. You could probably go back and find the podcast. I said it, it appears what he's doing is just trying to drag it out as long as he can drag it out, knowing how ultimately it will end, but you keep cashing them paychecks every two weeks until it's over. And... I believe Will's salary, the, the most recent number I've seen publicly out that was $2.5 million. That's his salary. Well, that comes to $208,000 a month. So every month that he drags this out is another $208,000. And he's been dragging it out for the past 16 months, which means he has earned $3.7 million more or less since these allegations first surfaced. And so, you know, it, once you decide, once you it, to yourself probably acknowledge this is going to be hard to get out of, then you're just trying to cash the checks for as long as you can cash them. And if nothing else, he's going to make nearly four million dollars while under investigation by the NCAA. And uh, yeah, it'll probably end with either uh, a forced resignation, settlement of some sort, or an out a an, an outright termination. Because I just if you're LSU and you have any sort of self-respect, and I say this as somebody who's known will for a long time and personally like him, but you can't be employed at a college basketball program if you know when you've got this amount of things hanging above your head, it just it it, it will make you think what a lot of people said at the time, which is why didn't LSU go ahead and pull the trigger on this? two years a, a year and a half ago and you could already be on your way to wherever you're going next as opposed to sitting here august 2020 in the middle of an absolute mess
0: yeah i mean john duncan the ncaa's vice president of enforcement according to the letter obtained uh, by the advocate said quote his tactics during the investigation have delayed resolution dramatically which i think is uh, even underselling it i mean the advocate story does have some interesting details just about you know one of uh one of Wade's lawyers was dealing with a cancer battle involving surgery. So that understandably pushed back deadlines that the NCAA requested, I mean, uh, granted the request for. And there have been like some real world issues that have also gotten involved in this. But then there have been, you know, they would asked for documents, they'd get them. They were completely unorganized and completely out of order. And what was the NCAA to think about this? Like, are these just, you know, Are these tactics that are trying to undermine the investigation? Were they innocent mistakes? You know, you could obviously look at that cynically and say, of course not. And to this point, it just, the enforcement groups just, it's like, we're done with this. Um, So uh, there is, bottom line uh, on this quickie emergency uh, double dip of a pod day on on hump day here. um, We don't know the timeline for when this is going to get resolved Will Wade. I, I, I honestly don't. I don't think it would, I personally, I don't think anything is getting resolved with him in the year 2020. I don't think that, whether LSU decides to keep them or not is another discussion with room for speculation, Parrish, but, I don't think LSU and Will Wade are going to get a definitive answer from the IARP if it accepts this case, which I think it almost has to at this point. Uh, I don't think that that's coming until 2021. If you're listening and curious about, okay, we got a Will Wade pod. What does this mean? When's it going to happen? I just don't think anything is going to get real movement for a decision on that in this year. And one last thing, just as a reminder, as I'm sure some listeners are aware of, but sometimes this stuff can be hard to keep track of. If you get the IARP, ruling on your case, uh, you don't get a chance to appeal. Whatever comes down for both sides, that's the final word on it. And uh, with Will Wade, if he were to be uh, severely punished with a show cause, three years, five years, ten years, or whatever, he has to accept it. I mean, he could try and take it to courts, probably wouldn't have any success there, but there is no appeal process with the uh, IARP.
1: Yeah, if LSU doesn't pull the trigger itself, then this will eventually... Again, be adjudicated uh, through the um, independent accountability resolution process. At, at which point, I mean, if the NCAA believes they've got the goods, and it it seems clear that they do, like, I mean, you're looking at, I mean, geez, Donnie Tindall got a 10-year show calls. Like this would have to be something similar. I, I mean, so. I would assume.
0: I, th- I personally think so. Yes.
1: Right, and so then it's then it's done. I mean, then then they force your hand and. And 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 that's at the that that will be the moment that that you know LSU is looking for a new basketball coach. Uh, but I will say to your point, when we have a normal NCAA uh, process, there's actually a a real timeline. Like it's uh, you have 45 days to respond to this, you have 90 days to do that, and then we're going to meet with the committee on infractions in this day. There is no time frame for the IARP. So anybody trying to tell you they know exactly oh, well, this will be done in two weeks or two years. We just, we don't know. Um, this is all new um, also. So there's really no, there's nothing to base it on. Well, you know, the Memphis case took this long or the NC State case took this long. Like those are still in the process and we we don't know how long these things are going to take, but obviously not a great day uh, for Will Wade. Again, the allegation being that he has um, made offers of impermissible benefits to at least 11 Perspective student athlete. So, um, you know, we'll see where it goes from here, but that is the big college basketball story of the day. And it's why we wanted to jump back on here uh, and just spend a few minutes addressing what we know college basketball fans are talking about today. Shouts to Devin Downey, shouts to Chester, South Carolina, shouts to Terry M.F. and Teagle legend shouts to Lar now and thank you for listening once again in the middle of this dumb pandemic if you enjoy the podcast please go tell somebody about it and if you're not subscribed go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts including apple Podcasts. i'd appreciate it norlanda would too and either way we will talk to you again really soon probably not as soon as like we're talking to you after last time i said that but we will talk to you again really soon till then